0: Hey guys, and welcome to the next episode of the Shameless Fitness Podcast. So, this episode is going to be a solo episode. So, I don't even know if I'm going to release this, if I'm being 100% honest. I have a few notes written beside me, as always, and these are kind of the themes and stuff like that that have seemed to be coming up amongst people who are DMing or clients kind of messaging me and stuff like that that a lot of people are kind of struggling with a lot of mindset stuff. So this is a pure, pure, pure mindset episode in relation to things that are going on, things that we can perceive a little bit differently, self-control, self-empathy, all that kind of stuff. And I think it's, or self-compassion, should I say, I think it's important to put my hands up and say, I'm not a counsellor. I've done a little bit of research. I've read books and all that kind of stuff. And there are days, don't get me wrong, where I fall into negative headspace feel lousy. it isn't a straight line of progress for me either and it's just about I know when I'm when I when I pause and kind of say to myself and I'm having one of those off days what what has changed for me it's potentially my sleep potentially my energy potentially my food hasn't been amazing potentially it's just one of those things super super stress, and that's okay and we all have those days where we don't feel amazing. We we just don't feel ourselves. And I think it's important to to make sure. So this kind of episode, I'm not sure if it's going to be random lessons, random quotes, random thoughts, or just random. So there's a few things that I've kind of written down. I've been reading an awful lot during lockdown. I think a lot of people have. A lot of people have been a lot more ears. I can definitely see the amount of downloads have gone up during during lockdown and stuff like that. And I think a lot of people have been reading as well. But the one thing that I've been very conscious of and I've been guilty of in the past is not just reading a book and then just moving on to the next one. One of the things that I try to implement with myself now is when I'm reading a book is at the end of the chapter, what can I remember or how can I phrase that to myself and make myself learn it that way? Rather than kind of just doing, become a bit of a book whore and just kind of reading, reading, reading without actually applying it. And applying those lessons can be harder. They can't take time. They don't happen overnight. Nothing worthwhile ever does. And I think that's the biggest thing that we need to kind of look at as well. So I think the first quote or first thought that is kinda of definitely lesson that I've kind of looked at and learned over the 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 downtime. The well, I wouldn't say downtime. But the kind of like the isolation time, all that kind of stuff is one of the quotes that definitely hit me uh, was, it is better to live your own destiny imperfectly than to live an imitation of somebody else's life with no perfection. It is better to live your own destiny imp- imperfectly than to live an imitation of somebody else's life with no perfection. And that is a quote from Bhagavad Gita. So hopefully I haven't heard murder your name. Um, but it's one of those things that when... A lot of people are trying to change careers and I have to be careful because my change of career was, well, it was in my hands, but it was also taken out of my hands. I was ill. I didn't, if you want the full story, I think it's episode 11. I think it is. Um, I got ill and I was unhappy in a life that I thought I was happy in, but I wasn't. And it took me... A mental health scare took me a body scare took me two blood clots and fluid on my lungs for me to realize that i was not looking after myself and my body gave in and that's the one thing that i would say your body has a a very unique way of operating it's there it's your your body and your brain are there to protect you and if you're not controlling it or you're not looking after it you're not going to be in a great place your body has a funny way of reacting But I think one of the things that's kind of coming up more and more is people are looking to change careers. People have realized that they're potentially done with kind of just going in 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. or doing the rat race and they want to branch out and try to tweak things themselves. And I have to be very careful here because there are people who have lost their jobs during lockdown. There are people who have also, there's also people who have gained during lockdown in relation to people who have made masks or something like that. They would have never done that. So an opportunity, uh, and they grew. Amazon have flourished during lockdown as well. But we, there's no point in us trying to live our life to someone someone else's morals or someone else's moral compass. It's important for us to live the life that we want to live the life that we want to stand by. And what that looks like to for everyone is completely different. I have mates who work in corporate jobs and they're extremely happy. I have mates who are journalists and they're extremely happy. Everyone has a unique trait. Everyone has a unique thing called Dharma, which is a, which is kind of like a Buddhist term for a calling. Everyone has a unique calling in their lives. And everyone needs to kind of potentially, if you're unhappy, potentially take a sit back or a seat back. And say to yourself, what do I actually enjoy doing? Can I make a career out of this? Is there something that I can tweak? Is it something like, I know financial burdens and if you've got kids, this is very different. I will hold my hands up to, I do not have any kids. And it's, it's, when you have responsibilities like that, it can be very difficult for you to make the move. But that can also be the biggest responsibility to yourself. That if you're looking back when you're, say, 90, 85 years of age on your deathbed, And you're trying to impart wisdom onto your kids or your grandkids. And that most, more often than not, that wisdom that when they talk to people at that age, when they're on their deathbeds, is that they wish they either travelled more, they wish they actually did something that they enjoyed for a living. And it's about potentially looking back and saying to ourselves, right, did I just, did I, like we're only on this planet for a short time. I think COVID has definitely shown us that. We're only on this planet for X amount of years. We've no idea how long we're on it for. And in the grand scheme of things, it's a very short time. And we need to make sure we own that time and use that time to our best ability. Like we can't travel at the minute when this episode is being recorded. And that's, and that's not helpful. And that's people feel a little bit stuck, but also people have potentially, potentially been traveling for running away from life. They've been running away from certain things and that isn't going to be a benefit to them either. So potentially, if you are looking to make a career change, it's about trying to say to yourself, right, what do I actually want to do? What is my dharma? What is my calling? What do I want to achieve? Do you want to be self-employed? Everything has pros and cons. You can't have a positive without a negative. There are pros to being self-employed and there are negatives to being self-employed. Do you want to change career? Potentially, you need you you need to look, potentially sit down and look at your finances where can you tweak your finances That's it. potentially a lot of people have been living beyond their means over the last little while and I think COVID has made you, maybe has has kind of made people realise that they're overspending in certain places and they haven't prioritised their own health prioritised their own mental health and this is a, a wake up call for a lot of people it's not the ideal wake up call but it's important to make sure that if you are trying to change your career, it's about trying to figure out what you want to do. It's about not living someone else's life. Are your parents potentially pushing you in the wrong direction that you don't want to go? Potentially, they've been, you have a generation of lawyers or doctors or something like that in your career, and they want you to do that. But do you actually, hand on heart, want to do that? Or have you got any interest in that? For me, the corporate world wasn't for me. There's nothing wrong with it, but it just wasn't for me. I didn't like the rigidity of it. I didn't like the non-creative element that I had in my life or my routine. And I didn't think I was creative. Like I liked drawing as a kid, but I didn't think that I was this creative or I also potentially stunted the creativity from potentially going out in the piss all the time and just feeling low and having low energy and potentially when you're actually looking after your own health and going out for walks, potentially filling your body with decent, wholesome food most of the time emphasis I said on most of the time, that your calling becomes a little bit clearer. But if you're really, really fatigued all the time and you're low on energy, you're not going to be in the headspace to have this thought process or train of thought to help you go to where you want to go. And you need to realise that it's not going to be a straight line. There will be days that it will not go to plan. It's about potentially you need to go and do this as a night course, whatever you want to do. Need to upskill? Do you need to potentially take a pay cut? Can you do that? Is there a way that you can cut back on your expenses? If people haven't looked at their expenses, how can you know you can't afford things? Or how can you know how can you know you can afford things? It's easier now because we, have lived, we literally just have been living contactless with our cards, which is quite dangerous for a lot of people. They don't realize they're spending and then they look at their bank statements and then some money is gone. It's so easy to just go on to Amazon, click now and buy now, all that kind of stuff. But what we need to realize is, do we actually need this stuff? Do we want this stuff? And I'm all for people buying stuff that they that they want and value and stuff like that. But for a lot of people, they're buying stuff because they're either idle. They want to be seen a certain way to certain people. They want to be wearing clothes or have a handbag or a pair, a jacket or whatever it may be to look a certain way, buying a new car to look a certain way. But that is living by someone else's life. That is living by someone else's morals. That's living by someone else's routine and life. And that's not what I would promote. That's something that we need to, or whoever's listening to this, if this is impacting on you, well, then that's something that potentially needs to be tweaked for yourself. It's not going to be easy. We all have these things in our head. Fear will definitely hold us back which is one of the things that I'll talk about but there's an episode fully on fear I have no idea what number it is at this stage but it, there's an episode fully on fear that I spoke about which seemed to get a massive amount of shares I was surprised how many people resonate with it but if you are scared of doing something like the the with, with fear and stuff like that there's a quote from Buddha which is fear does not prevent death it prevents life it prevents us from where we want to go Prevents us from what we want to do. Prevents us how we want to live. We go off on things. We go and live our lives compared to other people's compasses and how they want us to look and feel and work and and look like and all this kind of stuff. When ultimately, if you can live by your own values, you'll be a hell of a lot happier. Yes, there are days where I know I've got comments and stuff like that. DMs and negative comments on how I've looked and all this kind of stuff. People always make a a, a passing comment on how you look. People will always make a passive judgment on what you look like as well. But they don't know where you started from. They don't know where you've been. They don't know where you started from, where you are planning to go to. They don't know the whole story. We only look... It's like when we're kind of... If you have the dating apps around like that, you are literally going by two seconds swipe left or right even a second right left or right you're judging on someone how they look straight away it's not an amazing trait to have but we have been most of us who have been in that kind of digital age of the the tinder and bumble and happen and all that kind of stuff or hinge we've grown up in that generation now and that whole judgement thing is so quick we will look at people's pictures up on social media and say I want that body but then, when we figure out that what they've had to do, the work that they've had to put in, we don't necessarily want to have that work to put in to, to look that certain way. Everyone else is different. Everyone has different genetics. There will be girls who are more quad dominant or bum dominant, there'll be lads who have bigger chests, who are taller, maybe able to carry their weight a little bit better. It comes down to your genetic disposition. But genetics cannot rule everything. You may just have to work a little bit harder. And there's nothing wrong with that. But it's also potentially working a little bit smarter. Fear is kind of one of those things when the fear of staying the same outweighs the fear of change. That is when we change. So when we fear something and when we actually want to make the change, we will will make the change. If you do ultimately want to make a slight change or alter your career completely, when you are completely miserable that might be the time for you to potentially alter where you want to go if you are unhappy with how you feel about yourself potentially it's about self-compassion saying what can i do now to bring or talk to myself in a different way and there's a double edged sword here because when people are starting out weight loss journeys they think that they'll be happy when they're a certain weight and it does come back to that kind of whole weight loss thing when people attach a certain way to a certain happiness or a certain level of happiness, they will end up unhappy when they get to that destination. If you cannot enjoy the journey, you will never enjoy the destination. I've been there. When I thought I had to look a certain way to be accepted in the fitness realm, I was miserable. When I thought that I had to act a certain way around my peers or my PTs or my people I hung around with or who I thought were on the same level I was generally I was unhappy I was living by their values but as soon as you stop to think and stop to caring what other people think it is difficult to do and there are days where when you're tired or you're negative that that can creep back in but it is ultimately what you want if you want to do something and it is for you you will thank yourself later on in your life When you are, and you will learn more about yourself through those times. We're so great at giving out advice to other people, but we never take the advice ourselves. And I'm trying to give this advice to someone now, who has done this, who has changed their career. They were unhappy where they were. They were pushed into a direction they didn't want to go. I came out of college and stuff like that at the height of the recession. I didn't, I didn't think emphasis on I didn't think I fell into a victim mentality that I blamed the economy for my lack of direction or my lack of job opportunities but we all create our own opportunities by acting on what we want to try and do we all have this opportunity we all have six inches between our two ears that we have a Dharma a calling on what we want to try and do you could be creative you could be good at maths you could be very good at learning could you potentially start a podcast? Could you potentially start out a fitness journey? I can see a lot of people now are potentially trying to go into that whole realm of online coaching because they think it's sexy. Online coaching is not easy. It's a buzz term. It is tough. I absolutely love it because I get to help more and more people. And I got asked that question recently: Why do you prefer for online coaching or face to face? Face to face, I miss the banter. I miss having the crack with my clients with online I can help a lot more people I've got clients in several different continents and I get to help more people and try to help them change their mindset in certain things I'm very fortunate to be in this position but it took me a shitstorm to get to where I want if I hadn't have had that episode I wouldn't be here literally I would not be here I'd be six feet under if I hadn't have had that episode and that's me being 100% honest I haven't even said that to my folks I've said this in the podcast I haven't even said it to my brother and I don't think my brother listens to this I know my parents definitely don't I don't think my parents even know what a podcast is but misfortune is one of those things that we can either let it take over our lives or we can let it push us into our, what in the direction we want to go misfortune can help us grow can help us change can help us tweak things along the way If we have a slip-up, what do we learn about ourselves? If we've overindulged, what have we learned about ourselves? If we've gone out on the weekend and potentially gone out and had a massive, massive load of pints or drugs or whatever, what have you learned about yourself? If you've potentially had not an amazing relationship and you've stayed in it, what have you learned about yourself? People think that life will be free of misfortune and only good things that will happen to us. That isn't the truth. When things are good, people can take that for granted. They take themselves for granted. They take their health for granted. They take their mental health for granted. We take the good times for granted. We enjoy them, but I don't think we embrace them enough. I don't think we embrace the times we've had with our family. Potentially we can't see our family now. We don't embrace the challenges that are thrown at us as a challenge rather than we can adopt a negative mindset to it. I've been for guilty of this when challenges or things have happened. But I've had to change my mindset towards things. I have no choice. It's an adopt or die situation with anything, especially around now. So people need to realise that We misfortune can be a good thing and a bad thing. Can't have a positive without a negative. Misfortune can be an opportunity to grow, can be an opportunity to learn, can be an opportunity to tweak things. It can be an opportunity to change the way we want, change the way you really want to live and change the way you you, you think things are going to grow for you. I think the biggest thing that I've probably learned over the last little while is I I definitely resonated with me from a quote from Dalai Lama. Every day, think, as you wake up today, I am fortunate to be alive. I have precious human life. I am not going to waste it. There are people out there who have passed away during this weird time. This is a very somber episode, so I do sincerely apologize. But there are people out there who haven't got limbs. There are people out there who are living in shanty towns. People out there with you no know, working electricity, water—they haven't got their health. They have MS. They've got cancer. We don't take our health to—we take it way too, way, way, way too much for granted. We don't embrace the opportunities that we have. As soon as one thing throw, is thrown at us, we potentially throw the throw the toys out of the pram and lose it. We don't necessarily embrace it and say, what can I learn from this? One thing that comes up more and more is when people are down, they need to look at what they can tweak. They need to look and say to themselves, what, can, what, what is my state at the minute? What is my energy at the minute? When you're low, are you sleeping? Have you? Dr- have you been drinking? Have you been taking drugs? Have you been eating wholesome food or have you just been not looking after yourself in general. That's generally when you have that pity party, that victim mentality, that victim mindset that can come in. And I think it's super, super important for us, for everyone to even try it. And don't get me wrong, it's not going to be easy. But if you're expecting that if you are doing journaling or meditation or box breathing or breath work for that one thing to change overnight, it's not going to happen. It's like any weight loss journey. It didn't take you one night or one day to put on the weight. It took it didn't take it's not going to take you one day or one night to lose the weight. People aren't prepared to put in the work for themselves. You only have one life. You have only six you've you've to got one body, you've only got one brain. We need to embrace and we need to, to change how we talk to ourselves. Show some compassion to ourselves. Show some some empathy to ourselves. Don't waste it, don't waste your health, don't waste your chance on this planet to Try and change things. Have an impact on people. If you're creative, maybe it's your art. If you're a people person, maybe it's something like being a doctor. Maybe you're creative that you could go potentially be an architect or whatever it may be. Try to go into your dharma and say to yourself, what impact can I have on people? What impact can I have on others around me? Along with the impact that I want on myself. When you do something that you enjoy, you won't look back. From someone who has been at that rock bottom it's important for me to say this message to you that there is hope but you have to want to do it. Everyone struggles, everyone has day and days. No one should be put up on a pedestal. Everyone wipes their own ass. That is one of the famous quotes my dad said when I met a famous footballer over in Glasgow. Everyone wipes their own ass. I was starstruck when I met him when I met that when I met Henrik Larsson who used to play for like Barcelona Celtic Sweden Manchester United and I think I was like 12 and I just couldn't speak so I got his autograph or whatever and I was like yeah he wipes his own ass he said, has to wipe his own ass he may be incredible football but see, has to wipe his own ass he'll have shit days as well he could have explained it a little bit more poetically but I, the message looking back at it now there was there was there was meaning behind it there's nothing special that people are doing that that puts them at the top. Yes, they may have a little bit more genetics or better genetics. They may have a little bit more natural talent, but they are showing up each day. If you read a book called Bounce, it talks about the national ability of like, the likes of Tiger Woods and Irina Williams who, are who who have been at the top of their game in their in tennis or golf, respectively. It isn't about... They've just shown more up, up more. They've had shit times. If you watch the Netflix documentary with Serena... She was struggling. She was struggling for confidence. Tiger had his, his issues as well. But what they've done is the the, the the work in the background that we don't see. We only see what we, when, when they're on the television, we don't see the donkey work that they do in the, in, the, in the background. We don't attach that belief to, or we don't see that. So we don't believe it. We think that these people are way above human ability. Yes they will have natural talent but you also if you look at the Michael Jordan documentary he wasn't potentially the most amazing in college but he worked harder and harder than anyone else. There will be days he doesn't want to do things and that's his downtime was kind of chilling having a bit of playing poker, playing whatever it was having a cigar. He took those times for himself he took his time for self-reflection, that was his baseball it's about doing what you can and doing what you want to do. It's important to it's important to like not let anything own you. When we talk to ourselves as we would to a loved one, just as when we we observe the argument between kind of like a child mind and the adult mind. A child would throw out the, ta- the the toys and adult mind should potentially react to things a little bit differently. We're creating a distance between ourselves and our minds in order to see more clearly. I think if detachment from certain things is a form of self control and has and that has infinite benefits across every form of self awareness, but the origin of self detachment is always always in the mind. The Gita, which is a book in Buddhist times, defines its detachment as doing the right thing for its own sake because it needs to be done without worrying about success or failure. This sounds really, really simple, but think about it, what it takes to do the right thing for its own sake. It means detaching from your selfish interest, from being right. You don't always have to be right all the time. You don't have to be that person that's always nagging or self-correcting people. From being seen in a certain way and from what you potentially right, want right now. Potentially you want to lose that X amount of weight off you right now but you haven't put the you haven't put the work in you haven't put the graft in detaching means escaping the hold of the senses of the kind of the material world only by detaching can we truly gain control of the mind only by kind of letting things if this isn't going to happen overnight only by kind of there's one story and I think it's it's really really really, really relatable and I think it's one of those stories that is definitely, when I read it, uh, it definitely, definitely helped. So there's a kind of a mixture of a few stories. And this is from Think Think Like a Monk by Jay Shetty. And he's mixed a couple of stories within this. Um. So the story is one of a monk arrives at the entrance to a palace. She's, she's a known holy woman. So she's brought to the king who asks the monk what she wants. She repeats, I would like to sleep in this hotel for the night, says the monk. The king is rather taken aback at this unexpected lack of respect. This is not a hotel, it is my palace, he repeats. The monk asks, who owned this palace before you? The king folds his arms and his chest, almost to make himself a little bit bigger. My father, I am the heir to the throne, he declares. The monk responds, is he here now? The king, he is not, he is dead. What is the meaning of this? And before your father, who was the owner? His father, the king shouts. The king nods. Or the monk nods, as she says. So people who come to this palace stay here for a while and then continue their journey. Sounds like a hotel to me. We are attached to potentially owning a house, living a certain life, having a certain car, looking a certain way. This story gives a window into the illusion of permanence with which we all live. I think it's super, super important that detachment is not you own nothing, but that nothing should own you. Detachment is that you own nothing, but that nothing should own you. And that was one of those parables or one of those stories that definitely resonate with me from that book. And I've been doing an awful lot of kind of research into that kind of the whole Buddhist mindset thing. And, it's, it, and one of the other things that kind of comes up an awful lot is the ego. We all want to be right. We, some people want to be right. They think there's, they're, they're kind of go on the whole thing that I'm stubborn, I'm a perfectionist. Yes, those are things, but perfection doesn't exist. So, what are you trying to perfect? Yes, there are people who I know was very fortunate to have Alex Light on. She told, she was spoke, speaking about her binge eating disorder and perfection thing was the thing that held her back from trying to progress herself to, or trying to, to change things, try to trying to eat things trying to make it as a process rather than trying to aim for perfection trying to aim for excellence rather than perfection and she admitted by her own that it held her back a little bit so if we can let go of this ego of trying to be the most likeable most or the person who's the best looking or own this car own this house you will be living the life that you value not by what else someone else values and I think this episode, I'm not sure if this is going to resonate with anyone. I be, could be talking absolute smack at this stage. But I know this, I use this podcast sometimes as a form of kind of like verbalizing what's in my head. I don't even know. I'm going to listen back to this episode. I'm going to go for a walk as soon as I record this and see if it actually makes sense. I'm not going to edit it. We're at about 30 minutes. That's just a short enough episode compared to what some of the episodes are. So the important thing is that misfortune isn't necessarily a bad thing. Misfortune can make us learn about ourselves. Misfortune can make us have opportunities and change things that potentially weren't working. It's better to live your life rather than living someone else's life. Fear does not prevent death. It prevents life. It prevents you from living the life you want to do, the creativity that you want to have. Fear is one of those things that holds so many of of us back from what we want to try and do. We care too many people what what too many people think. Nothing owns you. It's important to detach yourself away from these stories that we potentially tell ourselves. Important to detach yourself from these limiting beliefs that you have or you've created. Ask yourself: or is this a fact or an opinion? Is it an opinion that you are on, uh, that you are overweight, or is it a fact that you are overweight? Is it an opinion that you you want to look a certain way or that girl looks a certain way or that lad looks a certain way or is it a fact? You have an attachment to what they have but you haven't looked at yourself and tried to detach from what you want to believe. Egos hold us back. There's an amazing book, Ego is the Enemy of Our Own Holiday, which I'd highly recommend. Don't let your ego hold you back. Don't let your job define you too many times when you meet someone for the first time the first thing they say is i do x y and z why not say i'm into x y and z i am this kind of person because it feels a bit wishy-washy it feels fluffy you're letting your ego you don't know if that person's going to latch onto to that you don't know if that person's into that whole mindset because you're you're fearful of what they think of you but if that person is to be embraced to be a part of that life that you want to have well, then it's about saying how you actually want to live, how you want to feel, how you want to be. It's not about living what other someone else's expectations are. If you want to be weird, be weird. If you want to be intellectual, be intellectual. If you want to show compassion, show compassion. If you want to do whatever you want to do, if you want to go and be an athlete, go be an athlete. It's about asking yourself, what is your dharma? What is your calling? Everyone has a different calling. But it's asking yourself, what actually do you want to do? What is your belief? Not letting fear hold you back. Nothing owns you. Your job doesn't define you. Not letting misfortune, little blips, and detaching yourself from those stories, those negative stories that you keep telling yourself, negative connotations that you keep telling yourself. And I think the perfect thing to end up on is the quote again from the Dalai Lama. Every day, think as you wake up today, I am fortunate to be alive. I have precious human life. I am not going to waste it. There are people out there dying. There are people out there who are struggling with mental health. There are people who are struggling who have no arms, legs, have cancer. We don't know how. We do not know how fortunate we are. We've got roofs over our head. We've got electricity. We've taken things for granted. We've all taken things for granted, me included. We take our own health. We take our family's health. We've potentially taken the opportunity to travel, being able to have that that disposable income that we've had to be able to go out and enjoy ourselves every weekend. There are people still homeless with what's going on. Their money there that they were waiting for, they've been kind of relying on it, are from begging. They're sitting on the streets and there's no one in town anymore that they can kind of beg and they're, they're, their money is going to be down for whatever they were going to use it. That's their personal preference. We all have an opportunity to do what we want to do. It's about, it's the time that you stood up and looked at yourself and said, what do I want to do? It's easier to fall into that whole negative space. It's easier to fall into that whole victim mentality. It's easier to stay where you are. It's easier to hide in in private. It's more difficult to show up when you don't want to. It's more difficult to show up when you have off days. It's more difficult when you feel a little bit more lethargic. You will thank yourself in a little while, in a few months, in a year from where you are now, if you show up most of the time. It's about doing something on the majority of the time. If you've enjoyed this episode, guys, on the random thoughts, random quotes, I've no idea what I'm gonna call this. I hope you have, I hope I haven't just rabbited on. I highly recommend getting Think, Think Like a Monk by uh, Jay Shetty. I, highly, re- I highly, re- highly advise you to get Anything by Ryan Holiday. I highly advise you to get daily Stark, which is the book I always put up on my stories. And it's important to say to yourself, what do I want? What is my dharma? What do I want to achieve? I bet embracing that. If you guys have enjoyed this episode at all, please do tag me up on your story. Please leave a review up on iTunes. The more you do that, the better guess. I'll continue those guests that I can get on. If you don't do it, the podcast may have to stop. I'm only messing. I'm enjoying it too much. Thank you so much, guys, for listening. So please do share it up on your stories.